0: well hello there my name is brad and this is work advice for me today our quest for more advice from successful people who do interesting things that i find interesting takes us past tobacco road and duke university all the way down to charlotte north carolina we're going to be visiting with jay billis today if you don't know jay he's the college basketball analyst for espn His resume is a mile long, or should I say a basketball court long, 94 feet. He has done many things. And in this interview, we have a slam dunk interview. I'm going to see how many basketball puns I can drop in this. He's going to chat about what kind of drive he had as a high school student wanting to get into college. How does he balance work and family? And how did a young Jay handle failure opposed to older Jay handling failure? We're also going to find out, what's Jay's favorite sports movie? Because I know you're all wondering, what's Jay Billis's favorite sports movie? Hey, sit back, put the basketball down for five minutes, and check out this chat with Jay Billis. So... I'm here with Jay Billis, uh, arguably the best color analyst, college basketball analyst that I know of, and I want to ask him a few questions about drive in three phases, his drive. Uh, Jay, what was your drive like as a high school basketball player striving to, to make it to college?
1: Well, it's a good question. I think it it, it evolved over time. I think when I first started playing, I was a fourth grader and played on a a really talented team uh, of all my, my, you know, the local best players, and we were on a travel team. And I think as I started playing more, I became more competitive and wanted to achieve more. Uh, But I think part of it is as as I got better, uh, I started to expect more uh, of myself and put more time into it and more work into it. Um, but that actually evolved through college and afterwards. Um, so the work ethic I had and the drive to, to be good at something, whatever I did, um, I think changed over time and, um, you know, as you become more mature and you see, you know, where results come from, uh, and you know, everybody wants to get to a certain destination, but it's, it's really the, um, the discipline, approach you take every day that gets you there, you know, similar to, you know, climbing a ladder, you know, your destination is the top of the ladder, but you have to navigate every step. And, uh, and I think I, that was a a learned behavior over time.
0: Uh, with discipline, you know, when you became an assistant coach at Duke and you were getting your law degree, that had to make, that had to be very, you had to be very disciplined to do that. What, what did it look like at that point in your life after you had played and now you're an assistant coach and, and getting your law degree.
1: I didn't think it was that hard. Honestly, there were two, uh, two endeavors that I really wanted to, wanted to take part in, Um, you know, being a member of coach case coaching staff, and then uh, getting my law degree at Duke law school. Um, You know, it just required the discipline was in budgeting my time and, you know, I knew where I was supposed to be at any given time and throw all my energy into what I was doing at that time. But what it really required me to do was say no to things that weren't my priorities. Those were my priorities. And it, it wasn't that I didn't have a social life, but I didn't have the same social life I could have if I only did one of the two things. But uh, it, it just, that, that's where the, I think the, uh, uh, the discipline came from. Um, or where it was required was in, in managing your time and, and having to use the word no. And when you, when you said no to things that weren't a priority for you, you were saying yes to your priorities. Um, but it wasn't that I was some cloistered monk that was you know, working only in that area uh, or those areas, uh, but uh, I had to say no to, to a lot of things I otherwise would have said yes to.
0: So, with with time management and saying no, a good leader needs to be able to say no. How how did that change? How does that change now? And how does it look now with you, or or when your kids were younger and you were traveling and and being a husband?
1: It really doesn't differ. It's it's very much the same. But uh, you know, I think sometimes you feel like it's easier to say no in a professional capacity. And um, uh, but, you know, you have to prioritize things, you know, of your family. And I couldn't make it to all my my kids games or if they had recitals, if they happened during the basketball season. There were times I was away, but anything I could get to, uh, I got to. Um, It was just a a question of prioritizing, um, you know, family first. And, And but that's not always the case. You can't always do that. There are times when, you know family first you have to work to provide for your family and so sometimes you know you have to you have to make that decision um but you know it was a team effort with uh with my wife and and with me uh we worked together to make sure that everybody had what they needed and we covered for each other and and all that so um i don't think it differs all that much it's just a, a question of you know sometimes it seems easier to to say no in your uh or to say yes in your personal life. I mean, you can't say yes to everything. Like, you know, I, you often hear people say that, uh, you can have it all and I don't think anybody gets to have it all. Um, you know, you, you can do a lot of different things, but you may not do them all to the best of your ability because you have to make, make time choices and, and choices in your priorities. So, um, you know, people that choose to stay at home, male or female, um, you know, they may. That's a sacrifice to their professional advancement. Uh, if they choose to to go into the advancement, then they're they're making sacrifices at home. Uh, so there's there's nobody that has the time to be in two places at once, and you have to or the ability to do that, and you have to make those those decisions as best you can.
0: Uh, Jay, how how did twenty two year old Jay handle curveballs? Because we all are handed curveballs in our, in our life, in our career. How did 22-year-old Jay handle curveballs compared to now?
1: Not as well as now. Um, I think uh, now uh, when things happen or um, you, know, you have that, that quote-unquote curveball, uh, it's a lot easier for me to handle because I, I know it's not that big of a deal. Somehow when you're younger, uh, everything, everything seems like a bigger deal. But uh, I heard somebody recently say that, w- that when something happens, you know, uh, put yourself at age 80 looking back and see if you think it's a big deal then. And everything seems like a big deal right now, but uh, the truth is it, most things are not. Uh, so uh, I think now I, I try to handle things, take a step back, and say, okay, what's the best thing to do here? Uh, because this isn't that big of a deal, but I need to deal with it. Um, and, but, so I, I try not to get too emotionally invested in things, uh, when I have to make a decision. Uh, it's not that, that, that you want to saying you want to be some, you know, feelingless robot. Uh, uh, that's, that's nobody can do that. Um, but, uh, I, I, don't get, I don't get too emotional over, over decisions anymore.
0: Uh, Jay, you're very, very well regarded, and high regarded in the, in the college basketball, uh, circuit and in industry and, and media. Why did you feel like, people come to you when there's a major story that breaks and they hold you in such high regard? Why do they come to you for your opinion?
1: Well, part of it's the platform. Maybe it's the, the biggest part. You know, when you work for, for ESPN, you, know, you have a very big platform and a, and a wide reach uh, with, with things that you say. So uh, because of the platform, people may think of you among the first in order to get, uh, you know, to get your thoughts on something. But really, um, whether I've been working for ESPN or the, the times I've done things for other outlets in the past, um, all I really think about, you know, who people trust is up to them. You know, who who, who I choose to put my trust in is my decision. And I'm sure in the, in the past and now I trust untrustworthy people. Um, but, you know, I, so I can't do anything about who, whether people trust me. All I can do is strive to be trustworthy, and if I'm trustworthy, people can make their decisions. You know that being trustworthy is up to me, mm-hmm. and uh, so that that I, I do the best I can to be trustworthy, and and uh, and I try to be as prepared as I can, and and everything I say I've given given thought to, uh, and so I'm confident in that. It doesn't mean you're always right, but uh, um, that that's what I concentrate on. Is I concentrate on on trying to be trustworthy.
0: What do you what do you think coaches could do today in better providing leadership and mentorship to uh, young athletes?
1: I think the the important thing is to put the interests of your whoever is in your charge, put their interests first and it's okay to be demanding. There's nothing wrong with having high standards and, and requiring that people in your your charge meet those standards or strive to meet those standards. But you can do it with a level of care that lets people know that you're in it together and that you have their back. Um, I think that's important. And so, you know, everything, at the end of the day, everything's about the relationship you have with, with your colleagues or your, your teammates or team members um it's that's the important thing and that's the thing that lasts um you know very few people are going to start citing all of your you know tenets of leadership when they talk about you they're going to talk about what you mean to them you know and how you made them feel Uh, that that's that's the important stuff and so you're dealing with people and people have have feelings they're they have different personalities and and being able to, to navigate that, uh, requires more than just, uh, you know, top down, here's the way it's going to be my way, the highway leadership, because a lot of, you know, now in a lot of different, different avenues, you know, when, when people, my way the highway used to, used to be the, the standard and, uh, there's a lot of highways out there for people to take. So if you say my way, the highway, you better be prepared for them to take the highway. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, True. There is a lot of highways, and hopefully, people that are listening right now will will take what the advice you've given them today and and go the right highway in in leadership. Couple more questions, and we'll wrap up. One: What's your favorite sports movie of all time?
1: Uh, probably The Natural. Um, I read the book and then uh, saw the movie, and and the movie comes out differently than the book. But I, I thought The Natural of Robert Redford was uh, was awesome.
0: That is, that is a great movie. Um, and lastly, what, 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 what's next for Jay Billis in evolving in in your leadership? Like what, what's, what's the next chapter look like for you?
1: I don't know that, uh, that I really think about that very much. I think as I've gotten older, what, what I hope to do is is be available, uh, for younger people to help. Um, I don't want to, you know, sort of force mentorship on, on younger people. But, um, you know, I have a basketball camp where we mentor young players and young coaches, uh, both college coaches and, 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 other, other avenues. Uh, so we try to do the best we can there to give back and to help. And, uh, same thing in the broadcast field or, or in the, in the field of law, uh, you know, I'm still with, uh, my law firm more in Ben Allen in Charlotte, North Carolina. So you try try as best you can to to help those, uh, that are younger and trying to figure it out. Uh, because, you know, for all of us that have reached a certain age, somebody helped us and you can't really repay that. I, I can't really repay coach K or all the people that have, have helped me, but what I can do is, uh, is pay it forward and, and try my best to help others.
0: Well, Jay, I truly appreciate you taking a few minutes to to chat with us about leadership. And, you know, I've learned from you today that uh, discipline and learning to say no are two big things to becoming a great leader.
1: Well, thank you for having me, Brad. It's been a pleasure.
0: I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Jay. Have a good one. Thank you. Bye-bye Well, I hope you enjoyed that chat with Jay Billis as much as I did. If you like our show, please subscribe and leave us a review. And if you've started to type a negative review, remember when you used to rent VHS tapes? Some of you were like, what is renting VHS tapes? On those tapes, it would say, be kind, rewind. You can be kind right now and rewind those letters of negativity. That's advice from Brad. If you have any questions you would like to ask work advice for me, hey, you can email us at workadviceforme at gmail.com. Also, if you know anyone you would like to have on the show and you're listening right now, email workadviceforme.com. This podcast is brought to you by HopeCast. I can't wait for our next interview. Until then, I'll see you.